Last time on The Wedge, my mom and I talked to experts about COVID and the vaccine. My mom started to question my intentions with this project. You're picking people who are from that side. In every one of our interviews or conversations, I'm the only one who has this different belief system. My mom and I have been trying to talk through our differences about COVID for months now. But after our last conversation, I almost wish we'd never started. It's 2021. April's now turning into May. First doses of COVID vaccines are widely available in the U.S. and millions of people are rolling up their sleeves. But my mom thinks the vaccine is dangerous and still won't get one. I think it's vital and it's not just about her. My first baby, her first grandchild is due in October. Right now, the plan is she'll fly to New York and be here for the birth. If she doesn't get the shot, I might not let her visit. This is tearing me apart. I know you don't want to get the vaccine and I don't want to make you get the vaccine, but I also don't want to be afraid when you're here with this baby. What I've kept from her in all our conversations is that I'm worried too. I'm worried how safe the COVID vaccine is for me when I'm pregnant. I've been eligible in New York for months, but I've been putting it off. Because at this point, there just isn't enough data on pregnancy and the vaccine for me to feel totally comfortable. So I stay up late searching for personal stories and combing through the few studies that trickle in. But I don't dare tell my mom that I'm hesitant. I'm afraid she'll use any small worry of mine to support her big vaccine objections. So, I'm going back to therapy. Alone. Welcome to The Wedge, a podcast from Spaceship Media. I'm Erica Anderson. This is me and my mom having one of those conversations so many of us would rather avoid. Episode 5, Big Girl Panties. My therapist, Julie, zooms in from her office in Colorado again. She's wearing her red glasses this time and a matching red cherry blazer. I sit cross-legged on my couch in Brooklyn. My laptop is propped up on a stool that doubles as a plant stand. Today, the snake plant sits on my desk. Okay, I'll record. Just in case I say anything brilliant. Yes, which is apt to happen. And I try to put my jumble of feelings into words. I tell Julie that I'm still processing what happened in our session with my mom. I said in that session, like, what I really want is to be able to connect with my mom and, like, feel safe and feel loved. And that is true. But what's also true is that I'm not okay with her beliefs. I'm not okay with her being tricked. I want her to see what I see and believe what I know is true. I admit to Julie that I want to change my mom's mind. I love that. Having a great conversation about COVID. With an asterisk, which is really about trying to change the other person's mind. But that's not what this is supposed to be about. And I'm not, like, proud of this part of myself, but it's like, she's wrong. She's just wrong. And it's like having a splinter under my nail. And I'm mad, and I'm annoyed, and I'm embarrassed, and, like, ugh. Okay. So let's go. Let's go deep. Are you ready? Like, yeah. 
this is like a really good time to use this process. The climb the map process. Yeah. So let's go and let's really milk it for all we can. Go with me here. Climbing the map is an exercise Julie has me do a lot. It's an imaginary ladder of emotions. It helps me identify all my feelings in a complicated situation. We always begin with painful feelings, like shame, guilt, and embarrassment. We climb up from there, aiming for acceptance, joy, and peace. Julie asks me for a story about each emotion on the ladder. We start with despair, which on Julie's ladder is the most debilitating feeling. I think part of the despair story is that, like, if I can't do this with my mom, then, like, all hope is lost for, like, the world being divided. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's giving myself a lot of credit, but there are people out there who are not even open even one little bit and don't have people who love them that want to talk to them. And so, like, and we're up against... It's just like such a complicated thing of, yeah, so like that it's, that we're like doomed. <laughs> it's a good despair story. Yeah. <laughs> Feeding into that despair, I also feel a deep sense of guilt that somehow it is my fault that my mom believes this stuff, that I should have challenged her sooner. It's hard to admit but I feel some shame too. I'm embarrassed that I share some of the beliefs about holistic health that started my mom along this path. I can see a piece of myself in her, but mostly the shame is just like, I guess just, yeah, the embarrassment that my mom is so far down this rabbit hole of misinformation that she can't see. When you feel despair or guilt or shame, you're pretty paralyzed, you're stuck. So we try to climb a few rungs up to sadness, which Julie says has more possibility for change. And so then what's your sadness story? Yeah, I'm sad that she doesn't, that this hasn't like snapped her out, but like she's so scared of some possible thing with my DNA that like, She's not willing to see the risk that I'm in now. And like, I feel like I haven't really internalized being scared of COVID while I'm pregnant. You started going there. She doesn't realize the danger I'm in. Yeah. And I am scared about the vaccine. I'm scared of it. You know, I'm really scared of having another miscarriage. <laughs> Fear is a big step on the ladder. Lots of stories live here. And I'm scared that my mom is, like, going to be somehow a danger. <laughs> I'm scared, yeah, to, to me and to the baby. <laughs> because you won't take it seriously. Right now, talking to Julie, my stomach is clenched in fear that getting vaccinated could hurt my baby. You know, it's like, as soon as a new study comes out about pregnancy, I'm up in the middle of the night, like reading every single thing that I can about it. And like, nobody has any, like there's no, no one's going to say this is absolutely safe. They just don't know. Pregnancy is just 
<laughs> scary. Like it's such a lack of control. You know, and like I wish I could get a sonogram like every every like week because it's just like I can't feel anything. And I started to convince myself that like there isn't a heartbeat anymore. And like uh, yeah, so breathing. <laughs> yeah, breathing. Yeah. yeah. And Enrique is so anxious that there's like not room for me to actually be scared. Like if I have any fear, it's like it sets him off into you get to be as scared as you feel right now. Yeah. And I realize I'm like trying to put on this brave front for my mom. Like I'm getting the vaccine. I feel totally fine about it. And like there's nowhere to like accept right now. Yeah, yeah, great. But nowhere to let yourself feel scared about the vaccine. Yeah. I haven't taken the space to be like, it's really fucking scary. Yeah really scary it's really scary the reason i'm pausing here and kind of it's like these these unseen energies are the energies that are driving you unconsciously so now we get to see them yeah they might still drive you but at least like and giving them some space for the energy to move instead of being sort of silently bubbling under the surface impacting you so so strongly so yeah of course of course you'd be terrified about this you get to be terrified i think maybe i have a story around like well if you're afraid then you're like your mom well and i didn't really really you know that like part of that shame sure. thing is so it's like you can't acknowledge that you're really afraid because then that makes you like anti-vax yeah no it just means you're afraid it doesn't mean anything we think our emotions mean something. They don't mean anything. They mean we're sad, mad, glad, scared. They just mean that. That our body is interacting with the world in a certain way and giving us this information. That's all the meaning they have. Oh man, that makes a lot of sense. With Julie's help, I'm able to climb up out of fear and to the next emotion. Let's give you space to be angry. What are you mad about? her not taking care of me like she wants to come here and I want her to come here to be with me and to be with the baby but like she's just making it such a pain in the ass to do that uh can you fully occupy righteousness a little more about how right you are and how wrong she is yeah you are so right about this vaccine she's so wrong about it reading lunatic fringe shit like really let yourself occupy that place she thinks she's smarter. She thinks her with her ability to Google is going to be able to figure out shit that's like some big global conspiracy that the FDA and the CDC and the WHO are pulling one over on us yeah. and are just doing it and are willing to sacrifice the future of our humanity and our DNA for profits. That's great. And that she's going to figure it out on her like, eco-friendly blogs. So we've we've gone up like the xylophone. And so my question for you, which is a big question is, would you be willing to get above the line? 
The line on this emotional ladder is the bridge between your brain when it's stressed out and when it's more relaxed and creative. Julie often talks about getting above the line. This is where acceptance, gratitude, and joy live. To get there, I have to feel the ugly feelings, then let them go. I've done some of that today, and I can feel things start to shift. And so now, what's a neutral story? I mean, I I think figuring out how afraid I, or just admitting how afraid I really am. Um, makes it matter less what my mom thinks. And so now let's get up to love. What's your love story? I, I really love this little baby. I can feel that. When I get to see him on the sonogram moving in, just like it's like, there's just this amazement that this thing is happening. And when I start to get scared about like, how is this going to go? And like the details of it, like I just think about what it is to hold my own child. And from here, it's easier to feel love towards my mom and maybe to move towards a more peaceful place where I don't have to change her mind, where I can love her and be close, even though we don't see eye to eye on this. I still want to understand more about how people's belief systems get changed. But I think just figuring out how to have a more honest relationship with my mom does not mean we have to talk about vaccines. Like, I actually want to go back to the world where we're not talking about that stuff. And it will be much more peaceful, but it will also be more honest. Julie asks me what I want now. What state of mind will I choose to live in? You might want to really anchor yourself up here in appreciation or love or joy or peace, or even neutrality, acceptance. It's because, not because it's more true. I would say it's as true. As true as my anger is, love or joy or peace are where I'd rather be. I realize focusing on my mom's beliefs lets me avoid facing my own doubts and feeling my own fear. Yeah, I think I did this project as a way to like intellectualize and not have to feel my fear around the vaccine. Brilliant. And there's a great story arc. It's a beautiful story arc. I mean, it's so like so beautiful I could cry right now. Yes, I will. I'm crying. <laughs> what you just did is is the pathway out of this, I think. Julie has helped me through things for almost 10 years. Ugly breakups, career changes, general anxiety about the world, and now COVID. Still, I'm surprised how good I feel. I could not imagine this just an hour earlier. It's really painful to disagree with my mom, and I'm still afraid where this might lead. But after talking to Julie, I realize it matters a little less what my mom thinks about COVID or about me. I have my own fears and concerns that are real and important. And I realize my biggest concern right now is making sure my baby is safe. And that means not getting sick with COVID again. I get off the Zoom with Julie and make my vaccine appointment. 
I'll be 18 weeks pregnant. Then I call Eve to give her an update. She's Spaceship Media's founder and my sounding board throughout this project. She's glad to hear I had a good talk with Julie and that I took action on getting vaccinated. She knows how scared I was. First, that the shot might hurt my baby. And when I decided it was safe, how scared I was to tell my mom. Even before Julie helped me find the guts to make the appointment, Eve had asked me if getting the shot would be a secret from my mom. So are you planning to tell your mom or what? Yeah. I think I am. I guess part of this has been sort of freeing of like, I don't want to withhold stuff from her anymore because I'm afraid that it will worry her. But mostly I'm afraid because it's like, I don't want to deal with her shitty response. In which case it's like, well, fuck it. Like I'm an adult. And like, if somebody doesn't like a choice I've made, yes, it's my mom. That's hard. But I sort of just want to like, you know, put on my big girl panties a little bit more (laughs) with my mom. Don't get me wrong, telling my mom is still scary. But a few nights later on FaceTime, I decide I'm going to be a grown-up. I'm going to pull those big girl panties on and tell my mom I'm getting the shot. But before I can say anything, she starts fretting about the vaccine. I feel like they're overriding common sense, administering this to so many people so fast. And I just can't understand why people think that, like, I just feel so strange because everybody else is just like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, don't you see that? Don't you see this? Do you see this are your common sense entering to tell you that this and this and this doesn't add up? And what about this possibility? And you're just going to like ignore that, you know? A little voice is shouting in my ear. Don't tell her. Don't say anything. But I have to. Even knowing that my mom might feel betrayed or afraid. I stutter trying to find the right words. I have lost, don't, like, I'm not just like, okay, yay, this is great, you know, like, but like, I'm gonna get the vaccine. So you're, you've already decided. Yeah, I'm not, I mean, I would already have gotten it if I wasn't pregnant. And I've done a lot of research. It's not a just like a thing I take lightly, but I also am like really grateful that I get to have this time and get my questions answered. And, you know, there are still concerns, absolutely. But I don't have the like, this is a no in my body for this. But I really respect that that is how you feel. And I really want to understand that because I want to understand you. And I'm not going to make you get the vaccine to like see me or see the baby, but like, I am very afraid of getting COVID as a pregnant person. I don't want to die and I don't want to get sick and I don't want to get sick enough to lose this baby getting this thing. I've, I've had it and it was not something I want to live through again and be pregnant in again. And Yeah. So I know that that is really scary for you. There's silence here for a minute. We just look at one another. Too far away to hug. Exchanging small, sad smiles across the video screen. I see my mom wiping at tears, and I let the quiet hold us a little longer. Until she speaks. 
it's really hard for me to hear all this. I know. But I'm glad you could tell me and do it in such a sweet way. I hope I'm wrong. For a lot of reasons. I I, I didn't tell you how sick I was with COVID, you know, and I didn't tell you how bad it was here. And I, I know that it, I keep stuff from you that I know yeah. will worry you. I don't want you to do that. I, I was worried, but it's like, I, I couldn't have come. No. You've lived so far away for so long, you know, it's been one of the hardest things for me, you know, but you know, just the way it is. And it used to be better because we could see each other, you know. And we were middle, and I chose to come here, and that was my choice. And I live with that, you know. But okay. I thought a lot about our session with Julie, and I was like, I, yeah, I do to like try to to some version of wanting you to not suffer. I feel like I have I've con- you know, constructed these things of things not to tell you. And also maybe because I don't want to hear pushback on, on certain things or something, you know, but I don't want to do that anymore. Well, that's so normal. I mean, you know, I was that way with my parents. I mean, everybody's that way with their parents. They don't tell them stuff that they're going to get pushback from them on. They just don't, you know. I really love you, mom. I do. I really, really do. Thank you. We hang up. I don't know what's next. I hope my mom will be okay. I don't know if I want to ever talk about vaccines with her again, but it did feel good to say the truth. I don't want to tiptoe around her anymore. I also want to see my mom in person. So I book a ticket from New York to Hawaii. But first, I'm going to get my shot. It's a sunny Thursday in May, vaccine day for me. My appointment is at a drugstore near Wall Street in Manhattan. Enrique drives us over the Brooklyn Bridge, where we get stuck behind a tractor. Why aren't you taking the Lincoln Tunnel? Can tractors go on bridges? I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to. I don't even want to. I don't even want him on the highway. Are you nervous about it? No, I just don't like those things on the highway. I've seen them bounce and, like, hit cars. You're not nervous about me getting the vaccine? If you're not nervous, then why why the hell I should be nervous? Because we're separate humans. Okay. Do you just trust me implicitly that if there was something to be worried about? If you didn't want to take the vaccine, Erica, you were not taking the vaccine, okay? So I believe that you made your decision. Oh, Get the shit out of me. Believe you made your decision. Well, the only thing I'm concerned about is when you get that little fever. Mm-hmm. Do you think you'll feel relieved? No, not until you get the second one. Really? Honestly, I won't feel relieved until that kid is born. Yeah. We make it past the tractor, over the bridge, and get to the pharmacy in time. Oh, COVID vaccine check-in area. Ooh, this is a... Probably. This is a good Dwayne Reed. Hi. 
We have an appointment for a vaccine at 350. What's your name? Erica Anderson. Yeah. Uh, and you know health condition? Uh, I'm pregnant. And your doctor said it was okay. Yeah, my doctor said it was okay. <laughs> I sit down in a hard plastic chair to wait. Enrique paces. I hold my belly and talk to the baby. All right, little baby. We can do this. Everything's gonna be okay. They call my name. Yes. I move to a different chair to get my shot. Enrique watches from the toothbrush aisle. The pharmacist says words she said a thousand times. Just relax your shoulder. Mm -hmm. Don't hold your breath, just breathe through it. That was it? That was it. Oh my gosh. Thank you. No problem. <laughs> For something we talk about and think about so much, it's so fast. Yeah. How many of these do you do a day? Well, today we have 60 scheduled. Just stay seated for about 15 minutes. Okay. okay, and if you need anything, I'm right here. Okay, thank you. That's it. Mm -hmm. I'm done. So fast. Yeah. <sighs> Feel better? Yeah, I think I might cry a little bit. I'm too antsy to sit still for the required wait time. So we spend the 15 minutes checking out the hair gel, buying snacks. When it's clear I'm not having a reaction to the shot, we get back in the car and sit and eat our treats. You're good. You're good. You're vaxxed. Don't talk about it. Don't think about it. Everything I, is great. I'm this not worried. So greasy. Are you really telling me don't talk about it, don't think about it? No. I'm just doing that to myself. How's your honey bun, honey buns? It's like someone dipped this shit in oil. <laughs> or just butter. <laughs> or just made it with oil and like butter. Literally. All right, my treat is Cheetos. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much. Yeah, I sat, I held my belly, and I was like, okay, baby, we're going to do this thing. We might feel like crap for a couple days, but this is gonna help us be safe. It's my job to keep you safe. And what I didn't add was, welcome to the world. <laughs> this is your first education in shit that doesn't feel great. <laughs> oh man, I love cheese puffs so much. I'd love to say that little shot fixed everything, but nothing with my mom and this pandemic has been simple. I feel like your mom being here, it's like a danger to the baby. I don't need her there. And it's, it's a conversation that we need to have with her. It's gonna suck. Next time on The Wedge, an ending and a beginning. The Wedge was conceived, created, and produced by Spaceship Media. It's distributed by Colorado Public Radio's Audio Innovation Studio.